The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Yes, indeed. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for April 25th, 2023. I am Herbie Allen, and I'm joined, as always, by my uh, co-facilitator and uh, agent, Twinkling Tori. Hello, Herbie. Hello. Yes, indeed, she is an agent. In fact, uh, she just got another uh, guest uh, booked at the uh, last minute for one of our slots in May, as a matter of fact. So, uh... I think, as Kayla said the other day on the crafting call, I am the um, cooking call admin now. Uh, yes, you are. Which is why next week Apparently. it'll suddenly be called Tori's Cooking Corner. And that, no. No. Um, no, we don't want to do all the work of the rebranding. Oh, oh we don't? Okay. Oh, well, that, that's good to know. So, so you want the power, but I get the responsibility. I see how it works. Um, anyway. well, that, that way I can place the blame. I mean, um, never mind. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, I get how it works. I get, I get how it works. You know, I, I've studied political science and history, so I, I get it completely. And, uh, I'm joined as always by a prefla of hosts and, uh, streamers. And, uh, we've got, uh, today, Allison over on the zoom side. We've got Danette on the clubhouse side and, Nikki streaming us and Nikki I think this is the first time you've actually even been on this call let alone streamed it but uh all right she's not saying anything but that's okay so uh, I am I have been on it before when I was at work but no I have not been able to stream it because of my work schedule but today I took the day off so I said you know what I want to do this all right did you take the work day off because of me no Oh, no, okay. but uh, I just took the opportunity since I took it already, you know. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, on that note, you uh, took the day off on a day where I know you really actually did it for Heidi, who is cooking for us for the uh, uh, second time, not quite in a row. There's been a gap in between, but uh, she's going to be making chicken fingers for us today. Hello, Heidi. Hello. All right, so and I'm actually just... this is her third appearance on the cooking. Call. Yes, this is her third appearance on the call as uh, she made lasagna for us and uh, also that uh, pie and um, all that. Mm, so, and the mushroom burgers. And the mushroom burgers, yeah, and it was some type of burger. All <laughs> right, so on that note, uh, things are a little bit shaky for her today as uh, they uh, just may have had an earthquake, but. Uh, Though it didn't collapse on her, so I guess that things are okay. And uh, she's not saying I don't have electricity, so I guess uh, we'll just turn it over to you, Heidi, and you can tell us about chicken fingers. Okay. Um, I actually have my sous chef, and he is going to let us know what we're actually going to need. And um, he'll be helping me out a little bit here in the kitchen today. So over to you, Nick. Okay, so the ingredients that we will be needing is four ounces of reduced fat sour cream, or if you can't find reduced fat, you can just use regular sour cream. Uh, It says one tablespoon 
of Dijon mustard. That's optional. You don't have to use that. Uh, salt and pepper to taste. Two cups dried stuffing mix, herb seasoned or cornbread. Uh, two packages, about two pounds of chicken tenderloins or boneless, skinless chicken breasts cut into strips. And that's what we would be needing. All right. So what I'm actually going to do now is um, I mentioned, um, I believe it was, I think two weeks ago that Tori's brother was on and I mentioned that I had a cutting glove and you can pretty much use it for anything it's a Kevlar glove it pretty much just looks like every other gardening glove and if you happen to stab yourself with the knife or whatever um, it will be protected um, I don't tend to use it when I'm working with, um, meats and stuff, but I do, um, when I'm working with veggies. So, um, I'm going to play choose a knife. Um, and I actually have the Purdue chicken that comes individually wrapped. So, um, I'm going to grab my first bag on how, um, how thick we cut them. Into strips. Doesn't say how big? Nope. All right. Well, it doesn't say how big to cut the strips. So I'm I would just suggest do... something like what you do for fish sticks type of size. Yeah. I think I'm just going to do kind of like a finger's width. Um, and I actually have a container that I'm going to put all the cut chicken into because um, we only have one cookie sheet right now and it won't fit all the chicken. So there, I'm probably cutting about maybe an inch strips keeping my fingers out of the way, of course. And then after I'm done, I'm putting them into a Tupperware container because I have a feeling we are going to be doing chicken fingers again for dinner as well as for lunch. And that right now is where I'm at. So um, if there are any questions, um, Please raise a paw and let us know. So one question I do have then is uh, you said that your chicken comes individually wrapped. So are you saying that like each chicken breast is in its own package? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, um, it's the Purdue um, chicken. All right. I have never seen it come individually wrapped. I've seen, so that is interesting. And uh, Tori, did you have any comments? 
Um, uh, yeah, just one comment at this stage, and that is that you could easily use some firm tofu in place of the chicken if you want a meat-free alternative. <laughs> Are there any questions? All right. Um, let's go turn it over now to our Zoom and Clubhouse and let's see if we have anybody on uh, either platform. So welcome, uh, Allison, and welcome, Danette. Thank you, Herbie and Tori. We have no raised hands at this moment. No Clubhouse. All right. Then back over to you, Heidi. Okay. Well, like I said, right now, I am just opening up the packages and I'm cutting the chicken. Actually, I should probably have you do that. No. You should do it. And I have the chicken actually in my sink. So when I open it up, there's a little bit of juice that's still left in the chicken. So I'm just dumping that right into the sink. And I do wanna let everybody know that before I started, I put my hair up in a ponytail, so that's not in my way, and washed my hands. Those are the first two rules of cooking that I was taught at a very young age. Yep. Keep your hair out of the way if it's long and make sure to wash your hands. You should always be washing your hands between each stage, uh, uh, no matter what you're handling. But especially if you're handling. I don't have to worry about my hair. You know, my hair, I don't have to worry about putting my hair up. I'm so happy. <laughs> well, no. It'll be a hairy situation in life. Yeah. I mean, when you've got, if your hair is. Uh, a, so, a certain um, length onwards then you kind of need to but um, that's nine times out of ten not always the case but nine times out of ten not so much of an issue for men I mean there are men with long enough hair that that might be an issue for but Nick you know. does have long hair and every time he cooks he puts it up yeah I mean my brother tends to have his hair long so he does need to tie his back but um, although I don't know if he actually bothers half the time, but he should, but that's another matter. But my, but then on the other hand, my hair is usually kept short enough that I don't need to bother tying it up because it only just brushes my shoulders. So it's out of the way anyway. So there's a bit of useless information that you probably didn't care about. I think I may have one more left after this. I have a raised hand if you guys are ready to take one. Yep. Okay, uh, Les, you can unmute. Hey, Les. Les. Les, you're still muted. Oh, you just love the tech gremlins. Mm -hmm. Okay, let us know when Les manages to get unmuted okay. and we'll come back to him. Okay. 
might help if I use the correct side of the scissors. And yeah, I have a set of um, scissors that I just use for the kitchen, just to open packages and stuff like that. And they get wiped down after my um, using of the utensil. Yeah, we have a couple of sets that's kept just especially for the kitchen. Um, just in case they're needed at the same uh, for the same meal time for both me and my husband because of different dietary requirements, it then means that you know we can each grab a pair if we need to. The other thing that we do is when it comes to sharp knives, we put the knives on the back of the, the um, sink. So that way, when I reach into the sink, I'm not going to stick myself with something sharp. Okay. Uh, sorry. Oh, well, he he was unmuted and then he muted again. So. Okay, Les, can you unmute? So now you're unmuted, Les. <laughs> Just washing my hands real quick. Sorry about the noise. Oh, okay. it's like he's trying to speak, but it's not coming through. Yeah, well, we're not we're not hearing you properly, Les. Um, I don't know if you want to try um leaving and then coming back and seeing if con the connection is better, and we'll take you as soon as you come back. That can sometimes help. Mm -hmm. And, that, and the other thing is, is once I'm done with something, I always put it away so it's not in my way. I do to a certain extent, though, sometimes when I'm on the cooking call, I can't because I have need, needing to stay um, within reach of my computer's headphone cord and where stuff goes. But if I can reach to put it away, I'll put it away. And if I can't, I'll put it aside as far as I can reach. And do um, we have any raised hands over in the clubhouse side? We have a very small kitchen, so. Not at this time. Thank you. You're also not using wired headphones, are you? Interesting. Okay, I'm like, I'm actually seeing it. Uh, um, I actually am seeing a raised hand over here, but um, unless I'm seeing ghosts, we'll find out. I actually did see a raised hand. And um, the other thing I'll ask real quick, we'll see if our person comes up on stage or not. Is do you ever use the scissors in your kitchen to cut your hair? You know, while you're at it, you know. Uh, is that, is that what you consider you know, a good kitchen use? Hey, my hair's on the way. I'm going to cut it. No. No? Okay. Okay, so our next step. Food prep only, Harvey. Food prep only. All right, well, we do have Alan on stage. So we okay. do have a raised hand now. We do? Okay. Yes. Um, I'm Pop, saying the house is yoga. playing tricks on us Alan? guys, so. Um, I just wanted to say the idea about the, the knives on the back of the sink thing was kind of cool. I do something <laughs> Thank you. Oh. 
Yep. All right. And then when I run the dishwasher, that's one of the places that I check to see if there's any knives and, um, and those go in on the top. We have one little knife, um, caddy type thing on the side. So that's the first one that gets filled. If there's any other knives, we will lay them down with dishes in front of them so that they don't go flying. And I think I saw Les come back. Yes, I did. There you go. I went back to my old faithful computer, not the new one. So I'm listening and uh, I'm glad to be in. Thank you. Okay. I, I will have further questions. All right. Thanks, Les. Glad you're here. Any other hands? Not at this moment, Heidi, not in Zoom. Okay. So um, our pepper shaker is, um, or our pepper grinder is currently out. So I just had Nick add a little bit of pepper to a, um, a good sized um, Tupperware container on the bottom. And I'm gonna do the same with the salt. And that's gonna actually, um, and um, then what we're gonna do is we are going to um, put the sour cream in with the, um, in with the salt and pepper, and we are going to mix that up. And as a um, tip for you, if you are not a big fan of sour cream or um, can't have sour cream, you can actually substitute it with either another type of thick cream, yogurt, which dairy alternatives would work, or even mayonnaise, whether um, egg-free and dairy-free or otherwise. It will change the flavor very slightly, but it, it does work. And if you guys can hear the bell in the background, I'm sorry, that's Lily. She thinks that um, we're in the kitchen to play and or give her food. You mean you're not? And I actually bought a, an eight ounce container of sour cream. Um, Cause I've made this before. And with the four ounces and the way that me being blind work, it, um, it tends to get a little on the goopy side. And so I'm just mixing up, and if you wanted to put um, Dijon mustard in, I believe this is where you do that. And, yep, so I'm just mixing up the sour cream here. Getting as much as I can off. 
I'm going to quickly set that aside. And I'm going to grab, I have a larger, um, a, la a larger bowl, a larger Tupperware container. I can actually fit both of my hands inside of it. And what I'm going to do is the last time I did this, um, half a bag of stuffing wasn't enough. Um, so I am using the entire bag of, what is that, uh, stovetop? Yes. Of stovetop stuffing. Ours came with a two-pack. Stovetop, stovetop turkey stuffing is what we're actually using. And so I'm dumping the stuffing mix into the bigger container. And it says to slightly crush. I did that the last time and I wished I crushed it more. So this time I'm taking a potato masher and I will be crushing the stuffing down a little bit. Sorry about the noise. And since um, stuffing mixes are mostly breadcrumbs and seasonings, you can potentially make your own um, if you're concerned about ingredients or um, you could do it if you need to make sure that you've got gluten-free um, version. Though there are gluten-free and um, other allergen-free versions you can buy, but making your own is also an option with just some breadcrumbs and seasoning. My Chris, assistant is taking all these questions for now. If there's questions, now's a good time. I'm not seeing any raised hands in Zoom at this at this time, Heidi. Are there any questions? Any in Clubhouse? Nothing in Clubhouse. No. Okay. Okay, so here's where things get messy. Um, Hold on, guys. We're going to spray Before down. you go on, Heidi, we're going to get a, a, another question real quick, actually. So if you can hold on just a minute. And I recognize this person. Okay. Ah. Except I can't do anything. Um, Danette, can you bring up Chanel? Okay. Um, so I didn't expect the whole thing to be held up for my question, but I was just asking what the Dijon mustard does, and but I thought maybe it'd be better to wait till talk about substitutions, or can you talk about that now? I've been talking about substitutions as we go, so it's fine. But... I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Heidi, but I think it's just a flavoring thing. I believe so. We don't actually keep Dijon mustard in the house, so. You know you can make we, your own we, mustard, we, right? Yeah, we, we left it out. You can easily oh, make your own mustard with mustard seeds, vinegar, and sugar. 
And what about the, um, so I know Herbie doesn't like sour cream. Can you taste that too? Or is that all just blended in? Nope. You, nope. You don't taste the sour cream either. Which is I why you can, that. which is why you can easily substitute it for something like mayo or yogurt. Okay. Very good. Thank you. That's all. All right. So we've got to spread the pan and preheat the oven. Is that what's next? Yep. All right. So next step is we're going to spray down the um, cookie sheet and we're going to preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Right. Oh, I think so. Okay. Um, so after this, you gotta spray that down. Um, I believe it's what chicken dip it into the sour cream and then in the yeah. All right. So after this, um, you're gonna want to do this with one hand for one and one hand for the other because it does tend to get very, very messy. What you're gonna do is you're gonna take a piece of chicken, you're gonna dip it into the sour cream and roll it around so it's all coated in the sour cream. Then you're going to kind of wipe it off just a little bit. And then you are going to take that piece of chicken and you're going to roll it in the stuffing mix and then place it onto the greased cookie sheet. Just as a, a safety tip, when you're spraying your cooking spray, if you're going to use a spray can, do not spray over an open flame. That's a very good tip. Yes. He usually does it over the, um, the sink, which is where he's doing it now. That's actually a very good idea because then it's easy to clean up because you just run some water in the sink if you missed. If you miss the tray a little bit, just run some water in the sink and rinse the exactly. sink out. Okay, so um, like I said, we are going to have an assembly line going here. Um, and if there are any questions while I'm um, breading, um, this would be a good time to ask them. Okay, Herbie, do you have any first? Uh, nope, uh, you're, you're doing good. Andrew has a hand raised in Clubhouse. Andrew, all right. Welcome, Andrew. Good morning. Um, just a question. Did you wash the chicken after you took it out of the package before you started cutting it up? I did not wash them, no. Okay. We have had no. um, conversations on previous calls where uh, it's been discussed that actually, although people say about washing food, it's not actually a good idea to wash chicken okay well i always wash mine and then i 
pat it dry with a paper towel so that it'll uh, stick to whatever it is that I'm going to be rolling it in. Well, but that's anyway, what the fine. yeah yeah. Well, anyway, there's it's there's a debate going on about whether or not you should wash it, but okay, so the, the, the sour cream the mixture why... is going to help it stick to what you're rolling it yeah. in anyway. The reason why they tell you not to wash your chicken is because the spray of the water is actually going to spread the germs, it, it, it spread the uh, stuff on the chicken around. So that's bacteria. why they tell you the bacteria, and so that's why. They, it's recommended not to wash your chicken. There's nothing wrong with like patting it dry in a paper towel, and you know you can only you still wash your hands and things like that for sure. But that's why you don't really want to actually wash your chicken because you'll the the spray of the uh, water will only just uh, spread that bacteria around, and uh, you don't want that. So. Um, that is that. But patting it dry with paper towels, there's definitely nothing wrong with that because you can do that without needing to actually wash it. And then ultimately your goal is to cook it anyway. So that's going to get the bacteria out. And then, you know, just constantly washing your hands when dealing with the raw chicken. Uh, if you prefer to wear gloves, you know, that you, disposable gloves, you can do that too. I don't because that's just too restrictive but uh, um so those that is what is uh, recommended on that particular issue so but thank guys. you for your question andrew and we now have a raised hand in zoom all right it's rachel hey rachel hello Hello. Excuse me. Um, all right, my got that. Okay. Um, my question um is having to. Do, there seems to be a slight confusion here with the mixture. Um, do you add the um sour cream and all that together, in, including the stuffing, or is everything separate or what? It's I mean, separate. Gonna... Uh, the, the, right. The the sour cream if you're using it mustard and salt and pepper get added together and the stuffing is separate to that. that's what i thought but then i wasn't sure and i'm thinking well i'm going to receive the recipe later but i figured it was better off to ask yep they're all separate okay because what heidi and nick are currently doing is um dipping it in the sour cream mixture and then rolling it in the stuffing mixture Okay, and then can I ask one other question really quick? If you're spraying the cookie sheets, but yet um, you're near the sink, isn't it bad for like oil to go down the drain? I mean, that could cause a serious plumbing issue. Not the amount that there would be um, from the spray. I'm sorry? I mean, the, when you're doing it with a spray can, there would only be a small amount that would potentially go in the sink. And it would be better for that to happen than for you to spray it near the stove and cause a fire. Right. That's all uh, we need. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's bad for you to pour a load down the sink, but for just a little bit to go down, that would be like, it's more residue than anything like you'd have on your, on your pans sometimes anyway. 
That's all you'd get. Large amounts, though, right? Like a huge amount of oil. No. Down the drain. I mean, we're talking like the you're just gonna be spraying the the thing just so that the stuff doesn't stick. So there's not gonna be loads. There's just gonna be right. a small amount. So you know, if if you if you're tipping a load down the drain, then yeah, that could cause a potential really bad plumbing issue. Yeah. But the but the idea is just to catch any little splashes. So there would be such a small amount that it's not going to um, be a big deal. Um, and it would still be, it would definitely be better to risk that than risk the fire from spraying yeah. the stove. Phew. Well, that's good to know. Okay, thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing right now is we still have some left over. And our oven is preheating. So we are putting um, lids on them to save what we have for later tonight. Hence using Tupperware containers. You have multiple um, cookie sheets to use. Just keep going until they're full. We're still taking questions, guys. Yep. Yes. Okay, because we have a raised hand um, in Zoom. All Jeanette. Right. Okay, Jeanette. Jeanette. Okay, Jeanette. Hey, Jeanette. So for people who are really nervous about spraying oil, um, you can always put a little bit of oil on a paper towel and rub it on your cookie sheet and do it that yes. way. Yeah, yeah. Also an option. I often do that because we don't always have the oil um, spray can set up. And then you're not going to end up putting way too much down the sink because you'll just chuck it. Yeah. Yep. It's a great That's tip. So I must admit, I've never actually sprayed oil, oil itself. You know, I'll use like Pam cooking spray. And yeah, that's, that's what we were using. That is that's oil. pretty safe. Yeah, it is oil, but I guess I've never I've never th thought of it as unsafe because well, right? I'm, because you're used to using it, and right. yeah, you understand how much comes out. But for someone right. who hasn't done a lot of cooking, I can yeah. appreciate where that question came from. Yep. Right. See, it's like to you, Herbie. Uh, cutting up um, the chicken isn't really all that unsafe because you're used to doing it. Yeah. But to someone who's new to using knives without sight or something, it would be potentially a scary uh, thing to consider. Well, this should I think back as to whether I thought <clears throat> if, if I thought of it isn't scary or not when I first did it, but <clears throat> okay. Very good. We do have a hand raised in Clubhouse. All right. Awesome. Janine, you can unmute. Oh, no. What do you want? I mean, <clears throat> hi, Janine. Herbie. Play oh, nicely. I am being nice. Hey, guys. I asked, what does she want? Hello. Hi, Janine. Hi. So I've been listening on my device, which, yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to ask about the chicken thing. So, uh, so with chicken and the splashing and the, that, you know, why don't you just take a bowl of water and dip it in like with your chicken, take it and put it in a bowl of water and then pat it dry or whatever, because 
that would not spread the germs and then you would just wash no. the bowl right well you potentially could but there's still going to be some splashing as the water is displaced as you tape it in and everything <sighs> plus the fact that it, more than anything it's not really necessary mm. um because you're going to be cooking it anyway this is why you have yeah. to get meat to a certain temperature to consider it cooked yeah yeah, I usually just marinate my stuff in Ziploc bags. I never just use the plain chicken anyway. So, okay, cool. And then spraying with the oil, um, when you're talking about this pan, they do have specific bottles. So you can make your own, like, it. Um, you know how you, you can spray? It's just a normal pump spray. So you could change mm -hmm. instead of using the aerosol can, you could make the earth-friendly like spray instead of the aerosol can of oils and stuff. So, um, so I, I missed the first part. What did you miss? I don't know what point you turned you tuned in. Uh oh, did Janine get hit by the phone bug? So what part did you miss, Janine? She, uh, hang on, she's Janine, you are still unmuted. Maybe she Go got ahead. a call or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back to Janine. Do we have anybody else? We do have uh, Lester back in Zoom. Oh, sorry, Herbie. You still doing Clubhouse? No, no, no. Right. You're free. Okay. <laughs> we'll do uh, Lester, and then we'll come back to Clubhouse. So. Okay. Okay, Les, you can unmute. Okay, two things. The young lady, the young lady that's worried about the spray going down the sink. If you are, turn out your hot water as hot as you can take it and let it run down the sink for a few minutes. And that'll help uh, flush out any oil or anything that's in the sink. And it'll get it to move faster. And then that's good enough. Or if you're afraid to use the spray, my wife and I, we always use aluminum foil on our cookie sheets. We put a layer of aluminum foil, then we put the uh, grate, and then we put the uh, chicken fingers and stuff on top of that. So when it's done cooking, it sits on the counter. We put the chicken away when I'm done doing the dishes. Uh, the oil and grease uh, on top of the aluminum foil, you just roll it up, throw it uh, into the garbage. Yeah, but the, the idea of this isn't because of catching oil and grease. It's because of making sure that the chicken fingers don't stick because of the breading coating. That's right. what the oil is for in this case. That's why she always puts the aluminum foil at a cookie. Uh, a cookie, a cooling rack type of wire a cooling rack, rack thing. on top. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. That we found that's the best, and I'm lazy, so I don't want to clean oil because I hate cleaning oil. Oh, I hate cleaning oil, it's all greasy and gross. But I found the best way to do it is take the hottest water you can stand and spray your pan, and then wash it with the uh dish detergent. Yeah, it comes nice and clean, absolutely. Okay, that's my kitchen. Comment. Thanks, Les. You're welcome. Okay, so my oven is preheated. All right, so before we go on, um, we do, I think we have another question in Clubhouse. Yep. Who do we have? Uh-oh. Uh, do we still have Clubhouse? Let's see. 
All right, to uh, Chanel, I think, are you on, you're back on stage? No. No? Okay. Let me refresh Last my screen. <clears throat> um, okay, I think I'm having to do some screen refreshing here, guys, because um, I don't know what happened to our moderator. Danette, please come back. Jeanette. We love we okay. like you. Andrew. There you go. Andrew has his hand raised. There you go. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Hey Andrew. Andrew, go ahead and unmute. Okay, I just wanted to say Clubhouse is still here. However, I also wanted to say I use nonstick cooking sheets. So I the um, in the instructions of that particular cooking sheet, you're not to spray it with oil. I did made that mistake with previous sheets and it just gummed them up and I couldn't yep. work with them anymore. So be very careful not to spray them if they're non-stick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you use non-stick cooking sheets or, or um, if you use something that you usually line it with, like you can get those silicone liner things. If you use one of those, you again, you don't need to use oil then either. So here's a question then. Could you use parchment paper? I don't see why you can't. Yeah, in theory you could. Yeah, well, there you go. That would be a solution there. You wouldn't even have to worry about spraying at all. That you, is a... What? You wouldn't want to, unless you're doing the wire rack thing that Les does, you wouldn't want to right. use foil because it would stick to the foil. Um because of the coating, it would stick to the foil some. Uh, so they'd kind of, some of the coating would fall off when you tried to do it. So you wouldn't want to use the, the foil unless you're doing the wire rack thing. Cause the wire rack, the reason they do that is because it creates the barrier between the foil and the um, uh, thing yeah. that you're cooking. Yep. Um, but if you want to use parchment paper, you could do that. Parchment paper or some kind of other lining or use a non-stick cookie sheet. Oh. All right. So uh, let's go back to you, Heidi. Okay. The oven is all preheated. So what I'm going to do is um, I have one oven mitt on. And I'm grabbing the cookie tray and I'm doing this with my right hand. I'm going to lower the oven and I'm going to put the cookie sheet on the top rack, which we have in the middle spot. So close the oven. Make me set lady Alexa. And then it's going to cook for 20 minutes. And here's another opportunity for questions. There are currently no raised hands in Zoom at this time. Okay, and then how about in, over in Clubhouse? Not in Clubhouse, no. Okay. <laughs> And I'm just oh. rinsing off my scissors. Heidi? Yes. Sorry, we just now have a couple of raised hands in Zoom. You want to take them now? Yep. yep. 
Okay. First up, we have a phone number, 303, ending in 935. You may unmute. I think that's Stephanie. Oh. Yes, that's me, Petra. Somehow oh, I, Petra, my sorry. name doesn't show up, but that's, that's okay. okay. Um, I just wanted to ask how, uh, how much space do you put between the chicken fingers? Um, probably a finger. Sounds good. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's my measurement. Thank you finger. much. I mean, you want to make sure they can't uh, get it into their heads to come together and try to fly away or anything, but... Yeah, really. That would be wings, though, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yeah, it would. But, you know, chicken fingers, since there's no such actual chicken fingers, per se, you know, you, you don't... You, you can never... Well, we've already sure. established they're made from chicken breasts, so... Yeah, true. So, there you go. All right. Our next yep. race... Yep, go ahead. Okay, Lester. Les, you can unmute. Hey, Les. I'm back. I got a question. What do you prefer, a mitt or a glove uh, for taking stuff, you know, for heat? Uh, you prefer the mitt or do you prefer the glove for uh, taking hot stuff in and out of the oven? Whichever one is in front of me at the moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that means somebody else's hand too, right? The chicken fingers. Use that, you know. <laughs> yeah. What? No, I was just curious because. I think I, that's a personal preference thing. Right. I prefer the gloves over the um, over the mitt because you can feel more things. What you're touching, you know, a mitt. You yeah. Just, so, okay. Yeah, we have of gloves and then we have the oven mitts, the flat ones, and we have the um, actual mitt. I put I put it in with the actual mitt. Right. I probably will take it out with the glove. Okay. Now that's interesting. So I will tell you, like, <laughs> for putting stuff in the oven, I almost never use an oven mitt because, well, my pan isn't hot, so I, you know, can just aim for the rack and you know put it on there and slide it back. So I almost never use an oven mitt for putting stuff in. I don't think I've ever used an oven glove, at least not in recent memory. I think I did once and found it too weird because I was already used to oven mitts. So yeah, I I, I use oven mitts though. Um, when I'm putting at least the first thing in, like if I'm doing a production line, the first thing I don't bother using anything because I don't tend to preheat the oven initially because I find it easier to work from a cold oven in initially and just add the extra couple of minutes and I just don't add those couple extra couple of minutes for like later batches um, and it's just the way I've always done it since I was learning to navigate ovens after losing the last of my sight um, so I don't need to use anything because everything's cold when I'm putting that first one in. But then after that, I will use the oven mitt. This is Les. I got a question for Herbie. When you yep. put your stuff in the oven, don't you pull out your oven rack? No, 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 ever, never, ever do that. I'm sorry. I realize some people do, but I strongly... If there's one thing I'm strongly against, it's that principle, because I think you should always know where your oven rack is. And pulling out a hot oven rack is just a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. If you want to do that with a cold oven, 
okay, that's fine. Uh, you know, because you have, you can feel around completely what you're doing, but I would say never, ever, ever move your oven rack. You want to know where it's at at all times. And it'll, I think things will be a lot more stable that way. So I, I never. There is I, one time and one time only that my oven racks get moved. And that is when the oven is being cleaned. Yep. So. Okay. And then they get um, put back where they were. Yep. Didn't think it made that big of a difference because it does. Them. Because the reason why is you move your oven rack out, and now it's going to become more wobbly. You don't know. You have to gauge how far you've moved it out, and now you've got this big space depending on how far you've moved it out between it and the oven. So if you misjudge, so now you're having to juggle a pan with one hand and wearing and have dealing with an oven rack in the other, or mm -hmm at least hoping you remember where you moved out. The, so to me, I'd rather just know where something is at. It's kind of like mobility. A lot of people will get thrown off when thing like you're used to a certain landmark and you use that as a mobility navigator type thing. And then it gets moved. Or and changed. then it gets moved and you're thrown off. And I see the oven rack in the same way. You don't want that landmark moved or changed. You want it there as a constant. And so that's just yeah. one less thing to have to worry about. It yeah, helps with spatial orientation for it to stay put. It, and also, sometimes it's very important that you keep that pan level, depending on what you're cooking. Um, I mean, you don't want it to tip too much anyway, but sometimes it's more important than others. So you are potentially going to need to know where stuff is well enough that you can use both hands sometimes for your pan. So if you're used to where that uh, oven rack is, then it's going to be a lot easier for those times. Like, if, for example, if you're doing a casserole or something like that, um, it would be better if you could hold the pan in two hands to keep it level so that mm -hmm. the sauce is not going to go everywhere. It makes 100% exactly. sense. Okay. Yep. Didn't think it was that critical, but now I understand because you pull out your grate has a tendency of tilting down towards yep. the bottom yep. of the Yep. So because I could never figure out my wife has got full eyesight and I asked her, why don't you pull the grate out? She says it's easier to slide it in. It's okay. That's yep. why I asked the question. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. And we Good have question. another raised hand. Excuse me. Yep, you're fine. Okay. Let, Jeanette. I think that is the best explanation I have ever heard as to why you never pull out an oven rack. And I see rehab centers teaching you take these tongs and you pull out the oven rack with tongs. No, I always want my two hands totally available. And if you are cooking a casserole or a pie that goes in as a liquid, or exactly. when it comes out will be more of a liquid form while it's coming out and waiting to gel and cool down. The best way to spill on yourself is to have that oven rack moved out, not realize where it is, hit it with anything, your wrist, your arm, blah, blah, blah. And now you have burns all over you. Yep. It's also a good way to, even if you don't have a liquid thing and are just looking to put something in the oven, burn your arm when you catch it on the rack. I actually do have one of those um, devices 
um, that pulls the oven rack out, but I don't use it for that. I actually um, will sometimes use it to push the item further into the oven. Yep. If I'm yeah. not sure if it's, you know, if it's in far enough. That's a good idea. Yep. And it, with that little notch, if you're too will, far. Yep. And I will off. tell you, um, yeah. if anybody remember, if for any, you know, Janine, who is, I don't think she's in Clubhouse at the moment, but hopefully you're still listening, Janine, because we're talking about you. Um, I remember one time in one of her cooking calls, she almost started a fire when she had a disaster with putting a cookie sheet in the oven. And she is one of those that put, pulls the racket out. And I get that with being low vision, maybe there's some different things that can take into consideration with how mm-hmm. you use your vision. Yeah, that's my thinking. But yeah, I, 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 I can't judge because I've not been low vision. Tori has, so she can, so that's fine. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I think that, you know, she'd have been able to have two hands and just to maneuver the sheet onto the oven rack then that probably would not have had that uh, fire disaster in the first place so uh yeah um yeah even for low vision people who are who have that little bit of vision it's still going to mess up your uh, spatial orientation somewhat and there's still the fact that and even fully sighted people don't always see the slight the leaning of it and can misjudge that so mm-hmm. I, I no matter your vision status do not pull the rack out no matter what they say just leave it in there and only pull it out to clean and no, learn where it is yep and if uh, the, your eyes are deceiving you well pull them out it's better to uh, enter the kingdom uh, with one eye and uh, oh wait a minute we're confusing uh, or not the Bible with cooking here. That's not good. Um, but uh, the point is, if your eyes deceive you, don't use them. That's my my thinking on that. Um, but uh, that's, yeah. Do we have any more Actually, questions from we, anybody? We just got confirmation not that long ago. We did have an earthquake. It was a 2.9, and it was probably about 10 miles away from our house. Oh. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, so, that's rare for this this area. We only get about five or ten and you can barely feel them in you a year we yes. don't even get that many yeah we get less earthquakes than we get snow so yes right. and then it was hailing i'll tell you i'll tell you guys it was funny as heck when the earthquake hit because i was just walking into the office i just opened the door and opened it and the way it sounded it sounded like the entire office collapsed i'm like what did i do yeah, it's your it's Nick's fault, guys. I, I knew it. It's Nick's fault. Well, all I'm gonna say is that's what you get for living in earthquake country. Now, me, give me a good old fashioned hurricane. You know when that thing's gonna hit, so you can decide. No, I don't want anything twisting coming around. That's yeah, a tornado. tornado. That's a tornado, yeah. hurricane. Tornadoes are Tsunami. one thing. Okay, well, tsunami, well, first of all, you live in earthquake country, you could get a tsunami if you're by the ocean. Well, technically, earthquake country is in California in that way. Well, yes. technically, well, we are, we are any... sitting on a fault, um, but that's... Well, so that's your fault. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
But my point is with the hurricanes, first of all, you can, the difference between an earthquake and a hurricane is hurricanes, you can at least, you've got two options. You can escape or you can proof your house against them. Now, tricks for hurricanes, first of all, live inland. Don't live by the ocean. Don't live on, and don't be on, live on a mobile home. Um, those are some. Hey, <laughs> but well, otherwise... uh, the thing is you're saying like earthquake country and hurricane country and so on but i'd like to point out that these days you just never know you do because, not. because i mean extremes of weather that were usually uncommon to certain areas they're now getting them yes that that, that is very true so maybe some place might have an earthquake and a hurricane at the same time Oh boy. Because See, I consider um, hurricanes mm. to be nice kite weather. <laughs> yeah, they, they are that. I, I don't think I'd ever try flying one in a hurricane, but, uh, you know, it uh, might put its evil eye on you if you do. Okay. Well, if um, certain people hadn't been doing it during thunderstorms, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Just uh. So FYI are you saying that I'm missing out by not flying a kite in a hurricane? I might be learning something You valuable. might be. Mm. You might be. You don't right. know, do you? I don't. Well, I guess I'm going to go find a hurricane and uh, go, go fly, fly a kite. kite. Yes. Go one fly one a of kite. the benefits of living in New Hampshire is if you want to experience hurricane force winds, all you have to do is go up Mount Washington. They're, they're at least about 80 mile an hour winds like all the time. Or you can come visit us because a 50 mile an hour wind day is just, it's breezy. Don't be uh, silly. You live in New Hampshire. Yes, we do. <laughs> but it is, it is windy and breezy up in New Hampshire. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go up the Mount Washington and fly a kite then and just see what happens. And uh, All I right. And make sure work. that um, you tell us all how it goes. I will. Definitely. Well, you should probably just... record the experience while you're there uh, doing it so that if you don't survive or whatever, we can still know how it went. Yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> idea. All right. Um <laughs> For somebody that's not eager to take over the cooking call, they're certainly eager to have me put out the way. I'll say that much. Okay. I didn't. I didn't say that uh, that the uh, the cooking call would continue afterwards. Now did I? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we have less than five minutes until mine is done. So. All right. And now, do we have any other? Nobody's uh, interrupted me and said that we have questions. So I'm assuming there's not. I'm not looking at my screens. So everyone's probably too busy laughing at us. Yeah. Could be. You assume correctly. We have no raised hands in Zoom. <laughs> I assume correctly, but no, no questions? Are you laughing at us? Uh, Both, I think, <laughs> by the sound of it. Both. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, now we have a raised hand. Nothing oh, sorry, in, Jeanette. In Nothing in Clubhouse. All right. Thank yeah. you, Danette. Okay. Who I'm laughing ahead, at Tori. <laughs> I'm because yeah. she's digging herself in deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs> but that's okay because I'm working with yarn right now, so I've got a, the potential of making a rope to climb back out. Uh -huh. There you go. That's a good thing. And that's one use for the rope, but there could be others. I don't know. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Annette, did you, uh, your hand was raised. Did you have anything else you wanted to say before we go? No, I, okay. I, I, I no, she's just dying to, teasing me. 
to try this because I've made, um, but I usually use an egg wash instead of sour cream. So this will be an interesting change for me. Well, while we're waiting for the stuff to cook, I just want to briefly talk about some other cooking calls that we've got happening for you. First of all, tomorrow, uh, if you want to learn how to make turtle brownies, then come to the in the kitchen with Courtney. And why, I, I don't know if a tor, uh, tor is, uh, how your tortoise feels about turtle brownies, but. Uh, I, I haven't told him. Okay, that's uh. good. So, all right. Might be a good idea not to. He might get a little mm. nervous. Okay, maybe there's yeah. no actual turtle in there, but uh... yeah, well, just in case, I don't want to upset him. No, I, especially since I'm hosting the call, so I could do without him having a temper tantrum and flipping himself while I'm trying to host. Yeah, that would be a problem. What you? They've given you that call to host two weeks in a row. I guess they don't want you to actually participate. Well, no, it's because <laughs> it's because I'm specially requested because I'm just that special. Oh, okay. Maybe Tori, or Tori, maybe Courtney doesn't want you to participate. That's why she's requesting you. So, anyway, maybe, maybe. But then, then maybe, maybe um, Courtney just happens to like me. That could be. That that could be. Um. Anyway, uh, and then next Tuesday we're going to be doing another fried chicken. Well, true fried chicken actually, spicy buttermilk oven fried chicken, and um. Before you think, oh, fried chicken in the oven, there actually is some real frying involved before we get to the oven part. So it is a combination of both. And uh, we were talking about chicken skins earlier in the the, uh, ACB Presents. And uh, this this call will definitely have plenty of those. And uh, what else? Oh, it's also nation- uh, National Hug a Plumber Day. So I guess, guys, <laughs> go out and find a plumber and hug them. And uh, I suppose that could be one argument for pouring your oil down the, exactly. uh, down the sink. Get the plumber to come out so you can give them a hug. Exactly. I just want to give you a hug. I was thinking <laughs> about that. So that's why I mentioned that. Um, and then also, we're going to have another new guest joining us at the end of May. In fact, uh, this one is so important. I actually invited him myself because he wouldn't share his cookies otherwise. So I said, okay, if you're not going to share them virtually or anything like that, how about you show us how to make them instead? And he said, yes. So I got him in touch with my agent and uh, we got him booked for the end of May. His name is uh, Michael and uh, he is a, uh, he's a pretty good cook actually. So um, I see he posts a lot of the things that he bakes on uh, Facebook, so, uh, and uh, I also try to beat him at Dice World, but that's a whole other story. And uh, Never mind, Herbie, you can beat me instead. Exactly. And I do that pretty well, too. And I know, that's husband. why I said it. Your, your, your husband is one that I, I love playing him because I always seem to get double Yahtzees against him and hardly against anybody Yes, else. I know. I, I know about it even if I'm in the other room. <laughs> uh, he, he must make a few comments then. <laughs> right, the funny so thing is it doesn't happen done. against anybody else. So <laughs> We're also going to make tortilla casserole. We're going to make speedy tortilla pizza. And uh, something else we're going to be making, too, I'm forgetting at the moment. Uh, Another kind of chicken. Oh, that's right. The spicy roasted chicken. This is audible. Oh. All right. All right. (laughs) 
And we do have a raised hand whenever you guys are ready to take them. So. All right. Well, on that note, uh, let's get to it. Okay, Ibrahim, you may unmute. Hey, Ibrahim. Um, I am busy with books in the background, so I thought it was me. <laughs> I was afraid it was me for a second, but uh, it's like, you know, because I've got so many buttons, I can yeah, press me, that me too, would like, do wait. something like that. But it's like, wait a minute, I don't have a British Audible at the moment, so uh, that wouldn't be me. <laughs> well, it wasn't mine. Okay, well, we'll get that. Yeah, all right. Um, I was going to ask if you could use uh, D-bone chicken uh, thighs for this instead of uh, chicken breast. I don't see why you couldn't. I mean, I don't see why not. The texture uh, might be a little different, and you might have to cook them for a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, you definitely could. Okay. Yeah, the meat has more are done. I've taken them out of the oven and I put them on the oven mitt I used to put them in. And I'm just waiting for them to cool enough so that we don't have lava. Um. I also wanted to um, make a joke. There is one instance you could cut hair in the kitchen um, if you were working with a rabbit fillet. Yeah, the, then it would be appropriate to use the scissors for. Yep, all right. Fair enough, Abraham. You just had to, didn't you? <laughs> all right, so. Uh... Yeah. And just so you know, Herbie, it wouldn't it couldn't have been my audible because you wouldn't have heard it on the computer because I haven't got anything on the computer that does it audible. Yeah, and neither do I. That's why I was pretty sure also it wasn't anything of mine. But uh... <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Um, the only culprit I can even think of who I'm seeing on here that might have done that either Nikki or streamer was it you, Nikki? Or, uh, no, because nobody else can screen share. So, I mean, maybe Dexter, but he's never done anything like that. Um, well, is it me? I don't have it on my computer. So, nope. Just letting you know. All right. The mystery of the British Audible. <laughs> well, just in case you tuned in at that point, this is not Audible. This is Herbie's Cooking Corner, honest. <laughs> yes. And slightly derailed off. It wasn't that. me neither. Okay. Nope. Okay. I don't think so. But, uh, all right. I think it was Nikki. It was. It was me. She'll be. A, I know, hope she's she, reading something good. Hopefully. Um. But uh, all right. Uh. All so I the, have for you guys today. Yep. And I will be back. Um, in the summer and Did in the you, fall. Yep. yep. Yeah, she's going to be um, back on, in the second week of June um, to do some summary, uh, summary desserts. And then she's going to be back quite a lot in the fall. Um, a couple of apple-themed things that Heidi's doing for us in the fall, and we're doing some other apple things in between. And she's even coming back just before Christmas to do some gingerbread-themed stuff. What can you say, folks? We got a friend in Heidi. You know, winter, spring, summer, or fall. All we got to do is call, and uh, she'll be or there. Or text. So. She answers text. Oh, too. They, there you go. Yep. <laughs> and I, I have to say this one thing, because I, I have a reminder. I had a reminder set for today, and it said, er, it said Irby's Cooking Irby's. Corner. 
Yeah, he doesn't it, like Kirby. He likes Irby. Yeah, because that's how it pronounces. Um, for some reason, it pronounces it as herb instead of herb. Yep. I guess I've never encountered that because I don't use my name for anything that has my you no. Know, because I'll, I'll if I set a reminder like for uh, it'll be like from you know the cooking corner or my cooking corner because sometimes I'll set because I need to know which account I'm opening it in and uh, but uh, I digress. All right, and quite I often. also what you said you digress. I said quite often. Yes. So, but I was going to ask you, Heidi, I was a bit confused this morning when you were talking about your first food. What did the pan fried sweet bread have to do with venison? It is venison sweet breads. Venison sweet breads. So, what exactly are venison sweet breads? Sweet it breads with is, venison baked in? Um, it lines the spine on the inside. So there's the sweetbreads that line on the inside, and there's, I believe it's the tenderloins that line on the outside, and it starts around the ribs and goes down. So it's kind of like fried venison meat, basically. Yes. And that was, that, that one was tied with my other favorite, and that is venison heart. Oh, boy. All right, now Again, we're getting a little my bit. Parents, my parents and my brother were hunters, so. Yeah, but you don't have to eat your heart out. I mean, you know. No, 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 not mine. Well, guys, if you, ever wanna, if you ever want, if you ever, if you're looking for Bambi, no, look no further than uh, Heidi's family's stomach. So. Yeah. Well, I the whole idea <laughs> of catching the stuff was kind of one of the things that stopped me eating the stuff. Considering the one time I was involved in catching the food, it ended up being uh, put back because um, I went fishing. And when I realized the point of catching the fish was to eat it, well, let's just say the fish d- did not get eaten and we ended up going and getting takeout. <laughs> did you at least get fish and chips? Actually, yes. <laughs> Although wow. I didn't. Although I didn't have any fish, um, yeah. I just had the chips because I was I have not eaten fish since oh. I was about nine years old. All right. Well, you would not have liked to. Yeah. You know, OK, that's funny because you actually would have liked fishing with the, me and my dad and sister because most of our fishing was not the uh, type that we'd eat. It was the type to, you know, just for putting back. But um yeah, well, I, 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 I was fine with at. that, but the idea was supposed to have been that it was going to be dinner, except nobody had actually told me that. And I caught the biggest fish, so they were really, really upset when it had to go back because I was crying. So, oh, well, I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree with them on this point, just a little bit, you know. I, <laughs> no, um, but. Uh, you, you and Chanel are just as bad. I mean, like uh, we went on a fishing trip once as uh, part of our church with, and um, so it was me, Chanel, and quite a few people. And my dear wifey, who is not on here to defend herself uh, because she's hosting the uh, coffee clutch, which I'm sure most of you have migrated to by now anyway. Um, so we catch the fish and, you know, it gets cooked and all that. And she has to just try to ruin it by saying, now we're eating something that we just killed. So. Yeah, well, the thing is, if you're going to eat the animal, you should at least be aware of the fact that it was living before. Well, maybe they knew you wouldn't try to catch it and they were hoping that, I, I don't know. 
<laughs> no, I'd, I'd already caught it when they told me it was going to be dinner. They're like, oh, that'll make great dinner. And I just burst out crying. <laughs> oh, I mean, they could have you know, did they did they tell you afterwards? They, I mean, because they could have decided there on the spot that fish looks so delicious. Hey, let's go ahead and cook it. No, I, I, I watched them throw it back. I still had some usable vision and okay. I watched them throw it back and um, watched them release the others that were um, supposed to have been. <laughs> Um, See, I've always heard tears can really work wonders to get your way. So, no, not that we have any blind drivers here, but um, if we have self-driving cars and uh, you get pulled over, I've heard that tears can work wonders with the cops sometimes. In the right <laughs> situation. In the right situation. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. It wasn't, you know, you have to it wasn't careful. my fault. The car did the it. The car made me do it. That might actually be the truth, so that could help, but in the case of a self-driving <laughs> this- car... This is one of the reasons I do not want a self-driving car because I'm not really sure how many people are going to believe that it was all the car's fault and I didn't program it to do that. Well, you will we'll bring you to the States and you can do all your traveling around through uh, with paratransit and after a week you'll be begging for a self-driving wait, wait, car. Wait, wait, why do I want to be traveling? I don't know, because you've got to no. go places. I don't know. Yeah, well, no. You know, um, do you know what my favorite way to travel is? Virtually? By, in a book. You can go to all right. sorts of places and I don't have to leave my home. Exactly. I, I do agree there. Sometimes the places I might agree be with that. I'm visit, sorry, but, but I agree with that. And by the way, it was me. I was trying to <laughs> un, uh, dec- uncompress a file and I thought that it would just uncompress it and it brought up VLC. <laughs> No. It should have, yeah. If you just uncompressed, if you did the command O in the file, it should have just opened it and created a folder. Well, it wasn't a zip file. It was a different kind of compression. Let's just say that. Oh, I'm really uh, curious about to learn this type okay. of compression then. So, yeah. So it must have been an audio. It must have been an audible type compression, and I did not know you could get those no, to work in VLC. Oh. It's not. R A R. Okay. R A R. R R. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. All right. Rawr. So. so yeah Tori see that's why I started to work remotely because I I got tired of traveling yeah exactly believe me anything I can do virtually I will you know uh, Ray first of all do we actually have any other questions before I continue on no questions in zoom at this time not in clubhouse neither all right. So Ray asked the other day in a call, so who's all coming to Schomburg? And I said, I will, but I'll be coming in the form of little packets. <laughs> a lot cheaper. You know, just go there one little digital bit at a time. And I said, so, I, me uh, too. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, yeah. The, well, my intention is to travel that way too. I will be um, going virtually um, from the comfort of my own home. Yep. Um. And when they come up with holodex, then I will do some of the things virtually as well. There, like the uh, you know, so I don't have to do all the traveling. Like you know, when that bridge walk did sound, sounds interesting last year, and I'm uh, sorry I missed no. that. But uh, you know, get that, a holodex. There's some stuff. I mean, when we got if when they come up with holodex, there's some stuff I wouldn't mind doing, yeah. but stuff that involves a lot of um, walking on things like bridges and stuff. Mm. I don't have a problem with bridges. I just don't see the point. I mean, what is there to investigate on a bridge? I can understand walking through trees or something like that because it's like interesting trees and bushes to examine. But yeah. Well, you might want to meet a troll. There might are there trolls that live under the bridge? 
but if it's a if it's a holodeck, then I might as well just you know have a virtual troll experience. Yeah, that definitely. But I was talking about for real bridges, you know. I mean, don't you go over there to meet the trolls? You know, who's walking across my bridge? Type. They only come out for goats. Oh, okay. Well, I guess if I ever walk a bridge and I want to meet a troll, I'm going to bring a goat along with me, you know, just uh, go take somebody's goat. Hey, I'm going to take Or maybe you could just kid around as you do it. There you you go. Um, Anyway. Uh, Heidi, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, talk about uh, for today's thing? And how are your chicken fingers? Yes. How are your chicken fingers? That's the most important question. I'm here. And how are your chicken fingers? Um, I don't know. I will have Nick check that. All right, taste tester. Uh-oh. Taste tester. Test one. So, so, so how come you're not going to test them? Just... Because, because this time she made them, so Nick has to test them. Okay. He's finishing up lunch because we had some rice and stuff from last night. So, all right. So, very tasty. Very tasty. All right. I'm going to have to try something like this with tofu. And I'm going to definitely try the original recipe. Probably will use a Dijon mustard as well as the sour cream, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like and, I said, if you don't, if it's people like Herbie who don't like sour cream, I mean, you're probably going to have some because of Chanel anyway, and you can't really yeah. taste it, but you can use something like mayo. For something like a mix, I'm fine. You know, it will be fine with because, you know, it's mixed into other things. Um, just it's, You can also use um, plain yogurt too. Yep. Yep. But it's uh, sour cream, you know, if it's mixed, you know, like I know there's a lot of coffee cake batters, for instance, that use sour cream, and I'm fine with that, but I, I would never have it as, like, say, dollop on tacos or enchiladas or something like that. Ugh. The just... only reason I don't generally have it is because it's really, really hard and expensive to get vegan sour cream, and uh, it's work to make it when I could easily just have some plain yogurt, uh, like soya yogurt or um, uh, some vegan mustard, uh, mayo, I mean, and um, that does um, creates less work. Yep. I do have a recipe for making vegan sour cream, but I don't make use of it very often. And I definitely don't buy it often because it's hard to get a hold of. And the place I was getting it most often um, is not reliable for buying stuff anymore. Uh, that's unfortunate. All right, guys. Well, last call for cur- uh, curtain call for questions. We got ten minutes left, so. Uh... Well, Nothing I think. Clubhouse. Okay. Nothing... Nope. Nope. All right, guys. Well, just a reminder for those of you, if you're still listening to us on ACB Media, make sure you have uh, subscribed to the ACB community list at uh, by sending an email to community at acb.org and asking them to please, please add you to the list. Include your name and the email address and make sure you include that, please. 
and uh, we, we we've got a new person now, and I, I'll make sure she knows to only respond to people that use uh, you know manners. Uh, actually, I don't have no. that kind of power, but um, you can also use that same email address if you would like to be subscribed to the list where we send out the recipes. Which, by the way, is an announcement only list, so um, you will just get the recipes and ingredient lists and things and various resources to do with the cooking calls or that. Courtney or I think should be shared um, and we do not uh, have discussions on there if you want to ask us questions you can do so by either emailing community at acb.org or emailing acbcooks at gmail.com and requesting to be put in touch with me or Herbie or any of the other cooks on the cooks um, calls. Also, please bear in mind, we are accepting guests from July onwards. We're fully booked until then. Um, so if you have a recipe you would like to do, then use one of those methods to get in touch with me and I will see about getting you scheduled. Yep. And uh, on that note, I think that pretty much about covers it. So uh, Heidi, did you have any final thoughts? Nope. If you guys have any requests that we haven't already tried, I'm sure we can probably figure out something. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, you can do steak fingers next time. No, just kidding. Um, but, I don't uh, know how to do that. So that's <laughs> wouldn't it just be the same recipe <laughs> just with steak instead of chicken? I don't, I would say I don't know because, um, but although I suggest you probably cut this, uh, cook the steak slightly first, probably. Yeah, it would, you know, I don't know if they use the same type of batter or not, so uh, I honestly could not say. All right, guys, on that note, we will end this thing. Remember, next week it's spicy buttermilk oven fried chicken, and it's not terribly spicy, actually. I mean, it's it's a spicy, and even if it, it, and even I was gonna say, even if we say spicy, you can adjust seasonings to your liking so you can make it a little bit less spicy, exactly. So, 